Good morning, Lydia House. Welcome to the 4th of July uh, Sunday morning celebration in Jesus, in Jesus' name. We thank you for coming this morning. This is a great day, 245 years. Our country has been a country. That is awesome. And so in honor of that, I'm going to read out of Galatians. Galatians 5.1. In this freedom, Christ has made us free and completely liberated us. Stand fast then and do not be hampered and held and snared and submit again to a yoke of slavery, which you have once put off. And then in verse 13, for you, brethren, were indeed called to freedom. Only do not let your freedom be an incentive to your flesh and an opportunity or an excuse for selfishness. But through love, you should serve one another. Lord, we thank you for all those who have gone before us, who gave their time, their efforts, uh, who sacrificed family, friends, lives, Lord, for this nation. And not just in, in 1776, Lord, but throughout all our history, those who have sacrificed time and time again, over and over again. But especially, Lord, we thank you. You gave the ultimate sacrifice for all of us. You came purposely, purposely to free us and to give us liberty that we may walk in newness of life through your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, that you gave us freedom when we not only were justified and cleansed from all sin, but we were sanctified. We were freed from every problem that sin causes. And we remain in freedom, Lord, as we keep our focus on you, as we keep our eyes thoroughly fixed on you, who is the author and the perfecter of our faith. We thank you, Lord, that you have brought us into freedom. That is our position, but that you also are bringing us into freedom, which is our condition. And we thank you, Lord, that you are our ever-present help, ever-present help, moment by moment. You are our help in time of need. We thank you for that. We give you all the glory and all the honor. And we thank you so much for this wonderful nation that we are a part of. We thank you so much that we are in the United States of America. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll say an amen to that. Amen. Yes, indeed. So here's my question. When was the last time it was celebrated on a Sunday? I looked that up. Last time was 2010. When will be the next time? I don't know. When I asked them that, they said 2021. <laughs> so they were a little behind. Uh, I say welcome as well to you who are here and to you who are there. Uh, we have an offering box at the back. Just a few announcements. Next Sunday, we'll be having lunch together. So let me see. Do we bring a lunch, or is lunch provided? Uh, bring something to share if you want. 
there will be food, but bring something. Also, this coming week on Saturday is the celebration of the life of Phil Ludio. Saturday, July 10th. We're going to celebrate his life and uh, come together for a celebration at North Heights Lutheran, the Roseville campus. So uh, you're all welcome. If you, if you can stay for lunch, let us know by today if possible, uh, because we'll have lunch on that day. So we've got Margaret here to help us remember her husband, Phil. And she does. She reminds us uh, of that great gift that we had in his presence for so many years, 96 years. Offering box in the back. Congratulations to Addison and Alyssa who welcomed baby Nova. Yes. And uh, understand that we're, they're all doing wonderful. And uh, uh, they're doing wonderful in D.C. too. How, how old is their new child? Samuel? So, oh, it's a, a couple weeks. Uh, 13 days. Okay. So congratulations to them and to the grandparents. Wonderful. So let's uh, look to the Lord as we do worship. Uh, Nate was here, but he had to go because it's not cool enough for him with his condition. And so I'll be leading you in worship this morning. And you can stand, sit, however you feel free to do so. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Holy, holy is He. Sing a new song to Him who sits on heaven's mercy seat. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Oh, with all creation I sing praise to the King of Kings. You are my everything and I will adore you. Clothed in rainbows of living color, flashes of lightning, rolls of thunder. Blessing and honor, strength and glory and power be to you, O only wise King. Oh, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Oh, with all creation I sing praise to the King of Kings. You are my everything and I will adore you. Mm -hmm. 
than rainbows of living color flashes of lightning rolls of thunder blessing and honor strength and glory and power be to you only wise king oh holy 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 is the lord god almighty who was and is and is to come all creation I sing praise to the King of Kings you are my everything I will adore you filled with wonder awestruck wonder at the mention of your name Jesus, your name is power, breath and living water, such a marvelous mystery. Oh, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Oh, with all creation I sing praise to the King of Kings. Because you were forsaken. Yes. I'm accepted. Hallelujah. You were condemned. Praise you, Lord. I'm alive and well. Your spirit is within me. Because you died and rose again. Hallelujah. Amazing love. How can it be? You, my king would die for me oh, oh, oh amazing love i know it's true it's my joy to honor you we honor you in all i do oh, i honor you i'm forgiven thank you because you were forsaken whoa I'm accepted, you were condemned, I'm alive again, your spirit is within me, because you died and rose again, sing it out, Lord, amazing love, how can it be, that you, my king, would die for me, Amazing love, I know it's true, and it's my joy to honor you in all I do. I honor you in all I do. I honor you. 
are my king. You are my king. You are my king. Jesus, you are my king. Amazing love. Yes. How can it be? You, my, my king, would die for me. Oh, 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 amazing love. I know it's true. And it's, it's my joy, joy to honor you in all I do. I honor you. Thank you. Wow. In all I do. In all I do. Let it be, God. Let it be true today. Let it be true this week. Let it be true this year in all I do. Yes. Yes. To honor you. That's what you say, Lord. Quite a commitment, isn't it? are thirsty, all who are weak, come to the fountain, dip your heart in the streams of life, let the pain and the sorrow be washed away in the wave of his mercy, as deep cries out to we sing, come, Lord Jesus, come. We sing, come, Lord Jesus, come. Come, Lord Jesus, come. We say, come, Lord, come, Lord Jesus. Come to the fountain. fountain. Yes. Dip your heart in the stream. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we do Lord. that, Lord. Let the pain and the sorrow. Yes, be washed away. Be washed away. In the wave of his mercy. In the waves of his mercy. As deep cries out. Too deep. And we, we say, come, Lord Jesus. invitation Holy Jesus Spirit. it's an invitation to you Jesus oh. I was never at any of the rallies that John Wimber led but they said when he said come Lord Jesus that he came 
That's so wonderful, not just to sing these songs, but to sing it in anticipation that he comes to us in our need. He comes to us in our brokenness. He comes to us in our lack. And he fills us up today. So we sing, Come, Lord Jesus, come. You come, Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus, come. We ask you, Lord, for healing today, Lord. Yes. I ask you, Father, you'd heal my mother's back. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Touch it. Touch it's it, hard. Jesus. It's hard when there's Touch older people that are back. in pain, and it's Damn. hard when anybody is in pain. And we ask, Father, that you would just come in your mercy <laughs> and uh, bring healing to We her. believe. We believe for healing. Jesus. For Margaret Thank now you. and for others according to their need. Oh Lord, come, Lord Jesus, come, come, yes, Lord Jesus, come, come, Lord Jesus, come. Whenever your need is, you're thinking about Jesus coming to you. Come. Happy birthday to our nation with this song. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is trampling out the vintage with his grapes of wrath are stored. Oh, the faithful lightning of his terrible swift sword. His truth is marching on. Has sounded forth yes. the trumpet that shall never call retreat. He has sifted out the hearts of men before the judgment seat. Oh, be swift, my soul, to answer him. Be jubilant, while God is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. was born across the sea with the glory in his bosom that transfigures you and me as he died to make men holy let us live to make men free while god is marching on
Amen. 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 Greet somebody around you, and then we're going to have communion together. Just go, you can move around a little bit. and have communion together up here. Well, a lot of props. Yeah. Come on, we're going to we're all going to come up right in here. Okay with this? I'm sorry, CJ. Okay. So scripture invites us to prepare our hearts for this. So we prepare our heart. We, we acknowledge our dependence upon Jesus. And we want to just acknowledge that there's any area in our life that's off center. We want to get back on center. So take a moment just of silent prayer acknowledge your need for the Lord and, and, and confess anything that you need to confess. I can say that we're absolutely proud of the way we live our life. We look at our life, we see areas where we've spoken out of turn, we've done things out of turn, and we're sorry about violating your great love for us. And so we acknowledge that. We're grateful that because of the cross of Jesus, our sins can be blotted out. How amazing is that? We're going to meet a thief who, on his dying moments, was able to make confession. And we will meet him in heaven because you are so merciful. And so we accept your love for us and thank you for your forgiveness for us. And so we, we take with thanksgiving what you have offered us uh, in your body and blood today. So we remember our Lord Jesus Christ. In the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them saying, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took a cup, and when he had supped, when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And we pray as he taught us, Our Father, 
art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And so Stephen Luann will distribute the elements. You hold on to it, and then we'll all eat and drink together. And the, the wine is on the outside, or the inside. There's grape juice and wine is on the outside. Take and eat, my brothers and sisters. Now the body of our Lord Jesus Christ and his precious blood strengthen you and keep you steadfast unto life everlasting. Peace be with you. Amen. Give somebody a hug. Always wonderful to see our friends that we've known and uh, to see them here with us. Uh, Amy was with us for years, literally for years, when we were at uh, Communitas. That house is now being transferred and someone else is starting to move in. They're moving their furniture into the garage and uh, we'll sign. On a and they want to... They want to do house church. They're Christians, and they are part of a house church network. So that's what we prayed for. That's what some of you prayed for, that uh, the transfer of the house 
would not mean the transfer of the, the fellowship. And so it's going to be used for fellowship. And so we're going to be able to go back there. Uh, and it so happens that uh, Gabriel is their realtor and our realtor. So he said, Dad, on that basis alone, you can go back. But uh, we'll go back and enjoy that house. I'm so grateful. We can walk the paths. And he already said that. I met him in the, in the park, <laughs> our parking lot, our driveway, and uh, had a wonderful talk with him. He's a... He's about here on with me, so, yeah. You prayed for that more than anybody. Thank you, Chris, for having that vision and for praying that it would be fulfilled. That's so wonderful that you, you believed for that, and that is wonderful. Byron, so wonderful to see you, man. Uh, <laughs> he took the drums, and then Byron walks in. Okay. Well, you're welcome back anytime to play, you know, whenever. You know, if you come here once a month, we want you over there. Not that we don't want you there. Even more than you, Tim. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So, happy birthday, America. Happy birthday. So I want to, uh, well, I want to pray for healing, first of all. We prayed for her. Are there, is there anyone else here that has a need for healing? Okay, Naomi, uh, you've got two people there who love you a whole lot and one behind you, so they're going to put hands on you. Is there anybody else that wants prayer for healing of any kind today? Yeah. Okay. Last lap. Okay. Chris's dad is on his last lap at 92, is it? Yeah. 92. And uh, so we, we pray, Father, for him that on this last lap that you would be merciful to him. We thank you that uh, he passed on the faith to his children and that they know you and love you. And we, uh, we trust and are confident in his salvation. And his last breath here will be his first breath in heaven. And we pray that it would go well, it would go easy, and it would go soon. That he would step over, he would cross into that place of eternity. We pray for Naomi. We uh, have prayed a long time, and we continue to believe for full healing. No more seizures. No more seizures. We expect it, and we thank you that that will happen. And it could be today, could be today that that breaks through into a new place. We thank you. We bless her in Jesus' name. Amen. Nate was here, but the air conditioning is not functioning fully. It's functioning uh, maybe two-thirds, and so it's not cool enough. And so that's hard on him because of his uh, condition that he, it, it uh, needs to be cooler. And so uh, he 
came and then he left. So we thank God for Nate and we, we pray for healing for Nate. Oh, Father, we pray that you would heal, that he doesn't have to live with that the rest of his life. He doesn't have to live with that the rest of his life. And so we fight for our brother. We stand with him. We thank you for him. We thank you that he leads this community. And we thank you that he does such an expert job. We bless him. We thank you for him. And we pray, oh God, healing. We speak healing. We speak healing into his body. In Jesus' name, amen. And we greet Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Bless you. Nice to see Catherine here today. Always fun to see people that you've known down through the years. We've known Catherine. Know that she does a lot of ministry here and abroad. So glad to have you in our midst. We celebrated Dave Heinrich's life, and uh, he died a week and a half ago. He went to bed in the Dominican Republic uh, and did not wake up the next morning. So we're not sure yet what it is. They're trying to get the body back. Uh, it's difficult in developing countries to, to work on those arrangements. It's difficult. But we celebrated his life over at Northgate Church with probably five, 600 people. And uh, he was a gift to us. He was a gift to me. He would travel with me. I think some of you know that. He traveled with me, and he was so gifted in personal ministry that he would stay after between the two of us. Which one of us was the morning person and which one was the night person? <laughs> he, he would... I would, I'd be tired at 10.30 after preaching and ministering to a few people, and I'd say, come, come whenever you can, and uh, we'll see you. And he came home. He rolled in at 11.40, and then we had dinner together and uh, talked about the day. So that was typical of Dave. So we lost a, we lost a, a powerful f a friend and a minister of the gospel. So... Oh, yes, huge hole, yes. John, David, Mary, and Cara, and they shared at the funeral beautifully. My, all four of them shared. So I'd like to hear more about that. Yeah. So I want to share with you about our place. We talk about the separation of church and state. So how do we do this together? How do we do this dance between the government and the Christian? That's what I want to talk about today. And after I have shared it, I've got some questions I'm going to throw out at you. So you'd be listening because I'm going to be putting some questions at you and then we'll just discuss it together. So how do we interface? And I'm going to look at some scriptures, and the first thing is that we're called to do is to what? What's the first thing that we are, we're called? It says, first of all, it says in 1 Timothy 2, pray. 
we pray. So that's in 1 Timothy 2. I'm going to read it. First of all, now, when he says first of all, before he talks about some important things, qualifications of overseers, qualifications of deacons, instructions for how to run the church, how to deal with false doctrine, he says, first of all, and when I hear that, I'm convicted. I put it on my prayer list this week as I was studying this because it wasn't even on my prayer list. And I forget sometimes to pray for it here because this says, First of all, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people. Then he highlights, for kings, Caesar, godless despot. But he said, we pray so that we may quit, lead a quiet and peaceful life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good and is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So in this connection that we have with government, the first thing that we're called to do is pray. We're commanded to pray. Now, we're not commanded to vote, but we take voting seriously. I assume that you do. I take it seriously. Every chance I get, I vote. I want them to know my opinion. So I vote. I'm not commanded to vote, but I vote. I'm commanded to pray. So we stop right here. Father, we're sorry where we have not obeyed this obligation, this important obligation to pray that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. And so I pray that you'd put it on our hearts and convict us when we forget, convict me when I forget, so that we're um, more serious about praying in Jesus' name. Paul spoke these words about praying during what's called the Pax Romana, which is translated the Peace of Rome, which lasted about two centuries. It started before the time of Christ with one of the seizures and continued on, and there was large-scale peace. And so that is a wonderful atmosphere in which the gospel can go forth. That we may lead, it says here, a quiet and peaceable life. Name some countries where that isn't the case, like it is in America, where we can pray, we can gather here. Name some countries, name them real loud, speak it out. North Korea, Not, North Korea is top of the list. I've, I've list. I looked at a list of 50, that was right at the top one. China, that was real close to the top. Iran, that was third. Pakistan, Eritrea. Nigeria, even Kenya now is on the list. Pardon? North Korea and mm, uh, India is, is way up there. They're, yes, slaughtering, slaughtering of people. And there, there are thousands every day of your brothers and sisters 
who are dying. And so we need to pray for the persecuted. That, I did that add to my list. I want to pray every day for persecuted Christians. It says we're supposed to identify with them like we're in prison with them. Every day, slaughtering of our family. So Paul was thankful for his citizenship. And uh, sometimes it didn't help him. Do you remember a time when it did? When he, he used his citizenship when they had arrested him, Acts 22, saying that they should examine him by flogging. Come on, how do you examine somebody by beating him up? That's what they were going to do. They were going to flog him to find out why they were shouting against him like this. So things that erupted, he'd come back to Jerusalem. He had warned, you go back to Jerusalem and they'll take your life. Remember the, the prophet? And he prophesied truly that they were going to go after him. They were going to kill him. And he, I'm going, I'm going. He was so bold. And then here's what he said. But when they had stretched him out for the whips, Paul said to the centurion who was standing by, is it lawful for you to flog a man who is a Roman citizen and uncondemned? When the centurion heard this, he went to the tribune and said, what are you about to do? This man is a Roman citizen. So the tribune came and said to him, Tell me, are you a Roman citizen? He said, yes. The treatment answered, I bought the citizenship for a large sum. Paul said, I'm a citizen by birth. So they backed off. And he, uh, he wasn't whipped this time. Unfortunately, he was beaten how many times? He says, countless. Why would he suffer? In his call... Jesus said to Ananias, I will show him how much he must suffer for my sake. What a bold man. Willing to go in the crowd. Let me add him. One time they wouldn't let him. They, they held on to him. They didn't want him to go because they knew he'd been eaten alive. So they wouldn't even let him. So we're talking about how we can impact our government Hey, it's getting crazy, isn't it? It's getting crazier. We need to pray. We really need to pray. So I say to you, I want to be more faithful in that, and I hope you're saying the same thing, that you will join me and we will pray. The second thing is that we support our government with our taxes. Jesus, you remember, was, uh, and they sent to him, this is in Mark 12, and they sent to him some of the Pharisees and some of the Herodians. Were those people friends, the Pharisees and the Herodians? As a matter of fact, they were not. But they ganged up to go after Jesus. The Herodians were people, you can hear it in their name, they liked Herods. They, they were political. They were a political party, not a religious party, that hung around the Herods and curried for their favor. Dishonest people. And the Pharisees were a fundamental religious 
group who followed the law, or at least they thought they followed the law. And so these two groups came to Jesus, and you know what they asked him. Uh, listen to how they butter him up. Teacher, we know that you are true and do not care about anyone's opinion, for you are not swayed by appearances, but truly teach the way of God. Those liars. They were true, but their heart was bad. Should we pay them or should we not? But he, knowing their hypocrisy, said to them, why do you put me to the test? Bring me a denarius. Let me look at it. They brought one. He said to them, whose likeness inscription is this? They said to him, Caesar. Jesus said, okay, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. They were stunned and they just left because they couldn't overcome his wisdom. So that's the second thing we do. We give to government and we don't uh, hold back. I, I know of some people who are holding back and living in the woods and not giving because they feel it's wrong. Well, read the New Testament. Here it is. That's how we, we respond. We support the government with taxes. Did Jesus call anybody who would have trouble with that? It called to be his disciples. Was there anybody that he called that would have trouble obeying this? Well, Matthew probably, I'm thinking of someone who's called a zealot. Simon the zealot, the zealot, zealotes, zeal against the government. So they're, they'll, they're ready to, to battle with arms. So uh, Jesus tamed him. And he was there at uh, Pentecost. Simon, I don't think, I think he dropped his, the last part of his name. Simon. So we, pour, we, we support the government with our taxes. And when, we do, when you send it in, you know, don't say something stupid. Say, thank you, God, that you're letting me fulfill what Scripture says so we can live peaceably. Third, we submit. It's a word that Paul uses a lot for a variety of relationships and certainly this, let every person be subject. So we are subject. We put ourselves under. Hupotasso means to put yourself under the other person or the other, the institution. So we submit. Do we always do that? Can you think of anybody who was a Lutheran uh, and he was well-known over in Europe and he chose not to? Pardon? Marty. Oh, yes. Okay. Wow, I'm slow. <laughs> but somebody who followed him and was uh, in our day I'll bet you somebody, right, raise your hand if you read the book, The Cost of Discipleship. Anybody ever read that? It's a, it's a great book. Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Dietrich died, sadly, two weeks 
before the Americans got there. He, they hanged him for his uh, uh, opposition to the state while Lutherans and Catholics were closing their eyes and, and looking the other way when Jews were being slaughtered. I'm embarrassed to say that. But not this Lutheran. He raised up, and he, along with a guy named Karl Barth, you've heard that name probably, that uh, they teamed up to come against the state. So we do submit, but you remember what Peter said when they were uh, being beaten? What did he say? We must obey God rather than man. There, so there are times when in order to submit, we have to resist. So that's in Acts, I think it's about chapter 4 or 5. It's a, it's a great passage. But Peter and John answered them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. You go ahead and judge that. We cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. Now, where is the phrase where we said we must obey God rather than man? Uh, anyway, it's in there. <laughs> For, yeah, but it doesn't say we must obey God rather than man. I, I know what's in there. Pardon? Yeah, uh, but there's also a place where they, uh, okay, here it is in chapter 5. This is the next chapter, uh, verse 29. But Peter and the apostles answered, so it happened twice, we must obey God rather than man. The God of our fathers raised Jesus, whom you killed, whoa, that's bold, by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him in his right hand as leader and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things. And so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. Such boldness. And then uh, Gamaliel stepped in, and they, were, they, they got away because of uh, Gamaliel. They still got beaten, but they, they got away alive. So there are times when uh, we, like Dietrich Bonhoeffer, we, we may be called upon at some point to resist. And when that time comes, if it comes, God have mercy. <clears throat> yeah, grab a mic if you do. Hello. Um, I was listening to One Love, um, Pastor Waxer, last week. He's from Hawaii. And his statement was um, 
I had been talking about Daniel and the lion's den and so on, and whether it's past or present, but he said, if you would talk to somebody a week before, let's say, um, they were to endure um, some type of persecution, like, I can't think, like going to the lion's den or something, they would say, I could never do it. But God gave them the grace at the point when they needed it yeah. to do it. Is, so, that's, so that's a truth then, right? Like, like some true. of the things that yeah. I think, I mean, I just can't imagine. But at the same time, I suppose if somebody had a gun and was going to pull the trigger and deny Christ or not, I'd probably... Not, I'd probably say, no, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Boom. You know what I mean? Because of that grace, correct? Yes. We know you well enough. <laughs> that, 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 yes, that's exactly what you would say. Corey, Corey Ten Boom said, the way she explained it as, my father, like when she was a child, my father didn't give me the ticket, the tr ticket for the train until I needed it, until it was time to get on the train. Then he would give me the ticket. That's how it is with God's grace and ability in our lives. When we need the grace, the ability, the help, he gives us a ticket. Neat. And yeah. as we need it. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, get, get, give him the mic here. Well, he also states in Luke, I give you a power, I give you authority over serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Seek him on that one once. Wow. It's not that you're not going to be tortured. It's yeah. that his spirit's going to be upon you. Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. Not that you're not going to be yeah, persecuted yeah. or, or yeah. whipped or flogged, or, but his spirit will be upon you in such a powerful way. Wow. I'm going to read from Romans 13. What, what government... What? Were there more? Oh, okay. oh I just was going to say... Um, all true. We need the power of the Holy Spirit for the boldness. But the little tests that we have yes. now, you know, in public and not to support po politics, but to bring up Jesus yes. when we know that it's going to be an audience that's going to come against us. Yes. We need to pray for that. For sure. For sure. Hey, just um, wondering your opinion on this, too, Paul. It's just um, it seems super confusing and I think we really need the Holy Spirit to lead us because when you spoke about the person in the in the who doesn't want to pay taxes, you know, in the in the wilderness, uh, they're living wherever the wilderness. And then, you know, we their sense of injustice over paying income tax, you know, that that is a, a real difficult thing. But also, you know. Diedrich and all these people who are who are, who are dying, you know, for their faith and dying for injustice. Yes. You know, I mean, we all have this sense of injustice, but at the same time, we're supposed to submit to our government. And, you know, we, I, I struggle a lot with that because you, you, you the scripture says one thing and, and you see this injustice everywhere and you just want to fight yeah. for the injustice. But yeah. at the same time, the scripture says he's going to fight our battles, you know? So I'm just like, it's, it is a very difficult 
play out. So we really have to trust God, seek him, the Holy yeah. Spirit lead us. Amen. And that is because ultimately, ultimately we are apolitical. Ultimately we are citizens of heaven. This is not our resting place. We don't have any, we're, we're not laying down here. We're, not cam- we're just camping out for a little while. Our citizenship is heaven, and from that we wait. Uh, so so uh, you, you had something, Justin. Bring it over here. Did you, were you wanting to say something, Justin? I don't know. You can if you want. Here's the mic if you do. Give him the mic. And then I'm going to take one more, and then I'm going to finish, and then we'll open it up for all kinds of questions and comments. Um, I guess the way that I would see paying the taxes is like being in the world but not of it. So mm-hmm. maybe it's like a transaction, mm-hmm. you know, that though it's wrong, it's not justifying the government, <laughs> but it's, it's putting, you know, our hand into it still and restraining that would could you know which worldly could take over faster if they were just left to themselves mm-hmm. yeah so so they're responsible to do two primary things for us to protect us and to punish those who don't protection and uh punishment and uh, Romans makes this very clear. For he is God's servant. This is uh, verse 4. He is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid. For he does not bear the sword in vain. Do we take away guns from police? Do we, we, what do we give them? Slingshots? So that they can do their job? They have to do their job. And they need to be armed to do their job well. So it does not bear the sword in vain. It is called to protect and to punish. Listen to this verse from Ecclesiastes that says when something doesn't happen, it's an important one, because the sentence against evil deed is not executed speedily, the heart of the children of man is fully set to do evil. If they are not being punished, then others will join. No justice, no peace. Baloney, baloney. If there's no justice, then we'll go after it. But if, if we allow the heart of the children without any, uh, if, if, there's, if there's no cr- uh, crime being paid for, the heart of the children of men is fully set to evil. Boy, that's, that's right out of the newspaper. One more, one more statement. Number four, we make God's government our highest priority. Peter says we are sojourners and exiles. He calls us to obey, but we do it from the standpoint that we are sojourners and exiles. First Peter 2, 11. What did Jesus say to Pilate? My kingdom. If my kingdom were, I'd be fighting right now. But my kingdom... and he, Pilate didn't know what to do with that. He hadn't met anybody. That, that, that messed with him because he knew Jesus was innocent. So we're not... Uh, uh, Paul understood this, that he was not supposed to beat up on Rome. He was supposed to beat up on the devil. And that's what Jesus came to do, to beat up 
on the devil. That's what the cross did. It, it thoroughly, thoroughly wiped out Satan's efforts to, to have any way. So we're, not, we're, we're going after him. And here's something very interesting to me. I'm going to ask you a question. Don't answer it quick because you may be wrong. Will there be government in the new earth? Indeed, there will. Those who endure with him will reign. So there's responsibilities, oversight in the new earth. That, that just fascinates me and it delights me. And it says, hey, I, I'd like to endure well so that I could be a part of the team that reigns. I'm going to pray now and then we'll just uh, talk to you. I'll throw some questions out at you. Father, we again say thank you for raising up a nation that is helping to feed the world, a nation that is rich, a nation that you have blessed. We thank you for godly leaders down through the years. We pray that that could continue in the days ahead. We're sad. We're sorry. We, we need uh, a return to our foundation, and we pray that that can happen in the days ahead. God, have mercy on us and bless us. God bless America. Amen. So I have uh, a bunch of questions here, and we can take them as you want them. Uh, I'll read them off, all the questions, and then... Uh, uh, I'll, we'll come back, and you can take anyone you want to, to discuss. Are all governments servants of God? It says in Romans 13 that they are servants of God. So my question is, are they all servants of God? Second, how do we know when we cannot obey a human government? Number three, can, can Christians serve pagan leaders? That should be an easy one. Can Christians serve pagan leaders? The answer is yes. So we, want, we just dealt with that one. Is a democracy a Christian form of government? Five, why separation of church and state? Six, is honor due to anyone leading any country? Should police carry guns? Okay. discussions? Uh, let's, let's talk together. And I would like you to use the mic for now because we're still, uh, yes. Yeah, that'd be good. Karen wants us to sing God Bless America. That, uh, we won't do it now, but we'll, we'll, uh, we'll do it. So any of those questions that you'd like to discuss? Yeah. Is it okay if I pose a question rather than... Um, this sister here said something that I loved that is a personal belief I have of, you know, um, I think we have to fight this defeatist, fatalist view that a lot of Christians have that is, well, the end is there, we're, it's gonna get bad, you know, we'll just hunker down and we're just, you know, we're, you know, hopefully we'll get raptured out of here and there's no point in doing anything, you know. But you said something that was so, I thought, really wise. And, you know, there, it's always intrigued me when they asked Jesus, his disciples asked him, when is the end? When are you coming? And he said, he said, 
Only the Father knows the time, not even the Son. Figure that one out. That's a confusing one. But what I got out of, out of that was maybe uh, God didn't exactly set the exact time yet because if we, if we acquiesce and cave in, oh, it's going to come earlier. But if we fight and push it, get another 20 years for our kids and a t another 20 for our grandkids, he might stretch it out. It's a 1,000 years is a day for him. So, you know, it's no big deal for him to delay it. But if we don't look, show that we care and that we're willing to fight for our freedoms and for our other people's freedoms, uh, he might just let the evil take over. But you know the old adage that the only thing necessary for evil to win is for the good people to do nothing. And so I love your view. And um, I'm very, very optimistic for our country. I'm, you know, with if, you know, I believe that Trump's coming back. I believe that uh, the is that all right to share that? Yeah. That um, I believe you know Arizona's going to be the first one, and I think God raised up a Minnesotan, Mike Lundell. He raised him up. He raised Trump up to save a lot of this country. And Lindell goes. You guys know the story of Mike Lindell, I don't, right? I don't Okay. If, if there are some here that are in a different place, it would make them uncomfortable. Oh, I, okay, I'm just going on the, I'm just saying I'm optimistic. God is doing this. I'm optimistic, yeah. Yeah. You got Justin here. He wants to. Just in the, the context of the end times, Jesus makes it very clear that when you see the olive branch, you know, bud again, he said that this generation will not pass away until he returns. Um, also, you see, Jesus says, and this gospel will be preached to every nation, and then the end will come. Um, so we're seeing all these things happening and coming into maturity. And a generation is around like 100 to 120 years. Um, and Israel became a nation. Back again, it was a sign and a wonder because they were not a nation for almost 2,000 years. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, we see this, you know, happen 70 years ago. And so... Um, and Jesus also said it in the days of Noah, so it will be in the coming of the Son of Man. And you just see, you see a lot of things with technology going on that are very interesting. That's a can of worms in and of itself, but, you know, trying to change the human genetic code and DNA and all these different things. You know, there's a lot of things that went on in Genesis 6, and, and we're seeing, you know, the repercussions. It's all happening again. And so we're seeing signs. Jesus is very clear that you, that no one knows the day or the hour, um, but, he's, but he says, watch and pray. And he also deals with getting oil, having intimacy with him in, in, in Matthew 25. And he's, he's talking about, um, at the, um, it's, it's either 20, no, it's the end of 24, I believe, Matthew 24, where he says, if you were watching, you would know what time the thief is trying to come in and steal and break in. So he's saying you can know the times and seasons, and he's actually commanding us to actually know the times and seasons so we may be able to instruct the bride. So. Thank you. This is Justin. If you haven't met Justin before, he used to live in the house. We had a lot of fellowship together down through the years, as well as David. I think you guys know these guys over here. Um, I just wanted to say you were talking about Diedrich Bonhoeffer. And actually, if you know the history, he, uh, and I think he fought this for a long time, but he was involved in the, 
the plot to assassinate Hitler, and that's why they hung him. Yeah. So we need. Um, he didn't. He didn't want to be political at the beginning, but he saw the church doing nothing, and it's a difficult thing in this battle of good versus evil. And we're not Rome. We're a different government for the people and by the people. So it's difficult. We really need to be led by the Spirit personally. We need to humble ourselves in our house at first before we look to the White House and criticize. We need to pray every day, and we need to be bold in speaking the truth. Um, anyway, so we continue to pray. Amen. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. We can keep this going if you want to. Others, uh, yeah. Uh, Chris just said it. Uh, well, introduce yourself. My name is David Hassenberg, uh, U.S. missionary. Go to the nations if called to. Um, but Chris Are just, you married? Yes, I'm married. My bride, Ivana, who was just complimented for her comment. So a lot of wisdom there. <laughs> good, good go on. You, you score. You're going to hear about that when you get home, buddy. <laughs> Amen. Uh, but Chris just said at the tail end, walk of the spirit. Jesus said, walk of the spirit, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I mean, it's, and Jesus said, it's good for me to go, for I will send a helper of the Holy Spirit. He will lead you into all truths who the world cannot receive, but you as my children. The helper has come. Adam and Eve fell in the Garden of Eden. They fell spiritually. Jesus Christ was slaughtered on a cross to redeem us, body, soul, and spirit. Like I like to, like I like to preach wherever I'm at. There's an outlet. He's the God of the universe. He's, he holds, you know, everything. But the cord's sitting next to that outlet. And if you're not plugged in, you're not going to function right. So pick up the cord, free will to choose, plug into the he who is the source of everything, and you will function as you're, as you're called to. And, and, and yet, like, we need to ask ourselves, do we really know how to walk in the spirit? I mean, I'm, I'm working with a lot of people right now. And there's a lot, so there's a lot of refining. Iron sharpens iron, right? But are we staying in the spirit? Um, one of my favorite sayings in the ministry is that when, when you think, you cease to walk in the spirit. So I'm not saying don't think, but if, if the spirit's really leading us to do things, it's, it's, it's a leading to do something. It's, it's not a leading to analyze. And so, so if we really, uh, you know, just be encouraged, know that Satan, one of Satan's greatest antics is to get you to not know who you are in Messiah. He don't want you to know. It says there's one body with many members, right? He doesn't say we all do all things. And so if we, if we, if we continue to get in rooms like this where people know what their calling is, that what, what they know their passion is, what they know their anointing is, then you just come into a room. We're running with a lot of hundredfold people right now. You're all in at a hundred. You get around a hundredfold people. There's not a lot of questions because there's a there's a there's a mentality of of martyrdom. So we're gonna go out and we're gonna preach. If we die today, hallelujah. If we continue to if we continue to minister, we continue to minister. So so it's fearless. Overcame him by the blood. Overcame who? Satan, by the blood of the Lamb. Finished work of Calvary by the word of our testimony finished work of Calvary is applied to, applied to our life, the, the blood's applied, then you grow in testimony in what? You love your life, not unto the death. So fearless, fearless, not afraid to die. And like your brother said back here, one of my favorite things um, in, in mentoring and discipleship is to memorize Matthew 24. Oh, pretty close, pretty close, yeah. 
Um, I mean, and that, but that's if anybody wants to memorize the scripture, because you, he didn't quote the scripture. He quoted some right around there. But he says, when you see the abomination of the desolation seated in the most holy place, these things shall come to pass. So what is that? That's the rebuilding of the temple of David in Israel. We've had people telling us that Jesus is coming back for how many years? But the temple was never rebuilt. And so how can Antichrist sit in the most holy place if it's not built yet and Jesus is coming back to slaughter the wicked to where the blood comes up to the horse's bridle? So there's contentment there in raising your family and being entrepreneurial because people get irrational. They stop doing things. They go hide in the woods when they think Jesus is coming back tomorrow. Well, watch Israel. See, the anti-Semitic movement has come to what? Confuse people. But he's the Lord God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jesus is the King of the Jews. Amen. There's no replacement theology. It's, 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 it's the worship of the one true God in his fullness. And, and, and that we're continue to, continue to labor, to walk in the spirit. And just be there. Be fully where you're at. Whether it's with your family or you're preaching the gospel on the streets to somebody. Because I believe that's the highest call right now. And it, and it squashes out a lot of confusion. I believe Jesus has called us to to make disciples, as Justin just said, but to, to restore the family, have fathers get in their right position. Most fathers aren't even in the home. You get in the hood, they're chased right out. Actually, government funding is, is neglected if the father's in the house. You want to see an ideology that's ab absolute idiocracy. There's one right there. And so then the restoration of the father, get out of the army of the devil and get in the army of the living God. Go, go, go cover your wife and go cover your children and start reading the Bible together, start eating together, go house to house, just as the book of Acts says. So be encouraged. Unless you become as a child, you shall not inherit the kingdom of heaven. So if you're looking at something in your life and it's confusing, you're not walking as a child. Don't be, don't be, child, don't be childish, be childlike. Amen. So we, say, we stay childlike and stay with our Father. He's, Jesus said, I only, see what I, see the, I only do what I see the Father doing. And so we can, we can, be, we can be in that position um, in childlike faith and, and helping each other through life and uh, loving, on, loving on the bride and ministering to the lost and, and to eating together and, and being there for each other's needs as we progress into a time that, that we don't know what we're going to necessarily walk into. But when, when we're under his lordship, does it really matter what comes the next day? So be encouraged in Jesus' name. Amen. Beautiful. It, it's, Thanks, man. It, it's a continuation of last week, First Corinthians 14. Yeah. 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 It, it, we and didn't we got get Ruth to here and we got your wife. Uh, Ruth is going to. Um, I think it was Lance Wall now. I think it was him that I heard say on Eric Metaxas's. Keep it close to you. On Eric Metaxas's show. Um, Last summer, he was talking about our, um, that God expects us to steward everything he's placed in our hands, our bodies, our time, our family, our relationships. And in America, we're also called to steward our liberty. Mm. Mm. So I thought that was really powerful. Yeah. And one of our liberties is freedom of speech. Mm -hmm. So I think that Steve should be, we should have freedom of speech, even if we don't agree or if we become uncomfortable. We should be stewarding our freedom of speech in the church as well. We, we can agree to disagree. 
and we can we agree on the main things. But I support him being able to have freedom of speech. That's good, Ruth. And just, David, so great to hear the way you express your evangelistic gift. And everybody is placed as missionaries in our our lives. And the thing that I sense, and you guys just help me with this, I'm a coach, and so I, I, I'm with a lot of kids all the time. And I sense with the parents, too, that there's so much shame and guilt that people have. And when you share, just and you, you love when the, when the kids mess up, and you, it's like you, you, sh you be Jesus of that forgiveness. Mm -hmm. It seems like there's just so much more openness to, to Jesus and the gospel. So I just wanted to say that. Just the, the expression of Christ's forgiveness all the time around you. I mean, I don't know that it just seems like it's just where where I I'm at least this is what I'm experiencing as an evangelist in my my arena. That's all I just want to say. Andrew, put your hands on her from behind, and we're going to pray for her because she has a lot of potential influence with younger people. She coaches tennis maybe 10 hours a day sometimes, I suspect, and uh, touches a lot of uh, younger people. So let's pray. Andrew, you pray for her uh, with the mic. Uh, and then yeah, go over there. Kathy, right? No. Yeah. yeah, okay. <laughs> Jesus, thank you for Kathy. Thank you for um, just her, her own journey um, with you, God, and just what you um, walk her through and, and walk with her in and uh, just the things that you continue to uh, deposit in her and reveal to her. And I just pray that in her position, um, that it just be used as a, as a conduit from, from you to mm -hmm. others. Um, mm -hmm. And that um, she would continue to have you as her source, that when she reaches her limits, um, her, her walls, that um, you're not contained by that. Um, and that people yeah. that she encounters would uh, truly be encountering you and and your wisdom and your truth, God, and your freedom in life. And mm -hmm. so just thank you for her and ask that you would um, just continue to, to fill and refill her. Um, we yes. bless her and are yes. thankful for her in Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. Yes. So, Father, I pray that you would send your Holy Spirit even stronger. Sing over her. We pray, O oh Lord, for your spirit. Fill her mind with your words, O Lord. Surprise her, Lord. Surprise her, Lord. That's the word I, f I felt uh, that the Lord was giving you, Kathy, uh, that he's going to surprise you with words, uh, even in the midst of something you thought you were going to say, and he's going to change it mid-sentence. Yes, does it all the time already. <laughs> yeah, that's been happening to me, too. But I, I felt an, uh, uh, a supernatural anointing, Come on. Uh, Lord, that you would just pour that it oil to, over her. It and it, as you were talking, before Paul said, let's pray, I had already decided I was going to come over and, and, and tell you that because that, I saw that. Um, and, it's, yeah, supernaturally, you're going to see things into their lives. And as you speak to the 
children, the young adults, it's going to affect the families, and it's already, I'm sure, doing that. So, Father, may they see that in Kathy, your Holy Spirit, so that they come and ask her why, what's happening, and, and ask her for help, ask her for prayer, and that she'll be able to pray right there. Thank you, Jesus, however, in any creative way that you give her. Yes, in and Jesus no discouragement. Name. We pray against discouragement. Yeah. No discouragement. Catherine has a yeah. word, too. Along with that. Yes. I just kept getting encamped about you. His holy angels are encamped about you. Louder. I didn't hear it. What I've been getting is, from the very beginning of praying for you, I've been getting encamped about you. His holy angels are encamped about you. Mm. It goes along with your encouragement. Wonderful. Wonderful. Let's, let's close with a time of prayer. So if you're close to somebody... Uh, get in groups of like two, three, four, and we'll have just a uh, couple minutes, three minutes, five minutes of prayer together. Just form together. Go ahead. Move. Oh. Oh, yeah, then we're going to sing God Bless America. Yeah. I want them to pray, pray first. Pray together, and then we're going to sing. CJ, we're going to sing God Bless America after we finish the prayers, if you can find those words.
prairies, to the ocean, white as flower That's God bless America. With the light from above, from the mountain to the prairie to the ocean, wide with foam. God bless America, my home, sweet home. God bless America, land that I love. And guide her through the night with the light from above, from the mountain to the prairie to the ocean, white with foam. God bless America, my home, sweet home. God bless America, my. And brothers and sisters, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you, live with you. May he look upon you with his favor. What could be more wonderful and give you his peace? In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.